Hello and welcome to the 15 Minute Mindset. My name's Rob Edwards. I'm a mental health professional. I'm the founder of Lifecycle Coaching and Lifecycle Audio. And so for my day job, much of my focus is spent on engagement and mental health and mindset, resilience and well-being and all those important things for businesses and for individuals as well, which I do through a combination of coaching sessions, group workshops, webinars, and training courses. Unfortunately, a lot of it online these days, but that's the way of the world, isn't it? And also increasingly these days, I write and produce and contribute to a series of podcasts all about mental health and well-being, such as this one that you're listening to now. So if you have joined us before, welcome back. Thank you for staying with us over the last few weeks. We've covered quite a lot since our first episode way back in August. Crikey, where have those three months gone? And typically we relate them to mindset, things like choice and resilience, imposter syndrome, identity, intuition, resistance to change, just some of the things we covered over the last few weeks. But if this does happen to be your first time with us, which it may well be because our numbers are growing week on week, well, welcome and thank you for giving us a listen. It's never too late to join in and by all means, give the other episodes a bit of a listen after this one. So... As I always encourage at this point, it's time to get up, it's time to get away from your screens, stick your headphones in and head out for just 15 minutes or so if you can, get a little bit of fresh air because we all need to find those moments in the day, especially these days, to pause and to unwind and to take a little bit of time out to think a bit. And maybe to try and even process what on earth is going on in the world because it's all become a little bit strange recently, hasn't it? And yeah, it unfortunately continues to be so because as we suspected last week that sword of Damocles that was hanging threateningly over us all well that's going to drop again hasn't it and now if you are listening in the UK we find ourselves in the grip of another national lockdown brilliant so these tough times are set to get even tougher for a while yet and so with all that in mind with those difficult days still ahead of us What have we got coming up in this week's episode? Well, as I mentioned last week, with this week being the final episode in season one, before we take a little bit of a break, I wanted to use these last two episodes last week and this week to focus on something called a conscious support network. So it's always important that we have our social support mechanisms in place. Of course it is, but sometimes we just may not be aware that we're actually in need of support. And even if we are aware that we need support, there's sometimes a chance that we might be a little bit reluctant to actually reach out and ask for it. So, Let's see if we can try to eliminate some of that risk and eliminate some of that uncertainty here by taking the idea of a support network a step further. Because having a social support network, maybe containing friends and family, is one thing. But having what I call a conscious support network is something else entirely. And it's of increasing importance especially given the difficult and the challenging circumstances that we're likely to be facing over the few coming weeks. And the key word that I want to emphasise is conscious. 
So to briefly summarise where we left off last week, where I introduced what I mean by a conscious support network. Well, a conscious support network is something deliberate and it's something considered and it's something that should be well thought out that contains both personal and professional support mechanisms. And it's different to a social support network because it is well defined and it's written down and it has a specific purpose. So in simple terms, a conscious support network is something that we know is there when we need it, as opposed to something that we just hope is there when we think we might. And there's a huge difference between the two. So with that in mind, why is it so important that we have a conscious support network in place? Well, to put it simply, not many of us have one. Which means that in these times of increased uncertainty and isolation, that a large and a growing number of people are therefore significantly more vulnerable than they should be. As we all know, isolation and insecurity can affect us all personally. But when these things are present in the workplace as well, when we're impacted professionally as well as personally, well, then the problem is magnified. And this is something that I've personally studied as a result of my own experiences of burnout and depression on my route to becoming a mental health first aid instructor and a senior leadership coach. And over the years, there have been numerous studies from various different respected sources that have clearly demonstrated that isolation and job insecurity and loneliness are closely associated with a greater risk of poor mental health and poor cardiovascular health as well as other problems. And we know this now. And it's something that we are really starting to see play out in significant numbers. And so, yeah, back to our networks, our support networks, having access to a strong social network is valuable at any time, and that should always be encouraged. But in addition to this, having access to a strong and an effective conscious support network can be absolutely critical during tough times like these. Because when we have one, and when it's used effectively, it can do a number of things. It can help to improve our ability to cope with stressful situations, and we're all in those at the moment. It can help to really reduce the effects of emotional distress, it can help with tools to maintain good mental health. And it can help us to set some goals and some objectives to help encourage more healthy lifestyle behaviours as well. And so during these difficult times of change and uncertainty that we are clearly in at the moment, if you want to increase your ability to combat stress, if you want to reduce the risk of burnout and depression, and if you want to improve your mental health, well, it can be hugely beneficial to have access to a strong conscious support network that can assist us professionally as well as personally. So with all this in mind, how can we start to build one, not only for ourselves, but for others as well? Well, there's loads of ways to develop an effective conscious support network. 
and they're too numerous to cover in a great lot of detail in a 15-minute podcast, but we'll cover off the basics the best that we possibly can. And a good first step is to start to identify the support mechanisms that are already present in your life and to make a conscious note of them. Because once we see these things written down, we become much more aware, much more conscious, if you like, of what we actually already have in place. And for example, one way to do this is to try to break them down into four different areas, into four different categories. And the first one is your personal relationship support. In other words, who do we have in place to support us personally? And what are those relationships like? Are they positive or are they negative? The second area is your professional relationship support. So are we adequately supported in the workplace or are we lacking a little bit of support here? Thirdly is your community relationship support. And are we actively engaged in the community in some way or are we feeling a degree of isolation? And fourthly is our mental and physical health support. Are we mentally and physically active and challenged or again, are we lacking in motivation somewhere? So the first step is for each of these four categories, take some time out to create a list of the people and the resources that you already have access to and note down the strengths and the positives that they have to offer you. So break down your personal relationships, your professional relationships, your community relationships and your mental and physical support relationships and list down the strengths and the positives that you've got in each of those four areas. That alone on its own can be a really useful exercise. But then here's the important thing. Still working within those four key areas, once you've listed out all the positive connections, then take some time out to list out those areas where you feel you will benefit from some additional support as well. Or list those areas where you may feel that you are lacking some support. For example, it might be that your professional support resource, that might be great for guidance and support in the workplace, but they might be really poor at offering mental health support. Or it might be that your personal support relationships are really good at offering relationship advice, but are they too closely connected to you to be an effective listener? And so it may be that some independent professional mental health support might be beneficial. Or it might be that you can identify several community-based support networks that you don't already have that may be beneficial. And that second exercise is really important. And so once you've taken the time to identify these, once you've made a conscious note, firstly, of your existing support network, and then secondly, of your preferred support network. The next step then is to make sure that you have access to them and that you know exactly how to contact them. And so keep their contact details to hand, either in a portfolio or a notebook, or maybe under a specific support section in your phone. And that way, once you have them written down, you've got easy access to them and you don't have to remember who they are because if we're reliant upon our memories all the time, there's a pretty good chance that we'll forget. And then finally, once you have developed an awareness of your conscious support network and you've simplified your access to it, well, 
The last step is then to commit to staying in contact on a regular basis. It might just be once a week or once a month, but commit yourself to reaching out to them and to talking to them and to asking them questions. And yes, tell them about your challenges, tell them about your concerns, share your goals and your objectives and share your successes as well. But also ask them about their lives too. Ask questions about their careers, about what challenges they're facing at the moment. Ask them about the decisions that they've made. Ask them about the transitions that they've also been through and commit to having conversations with them. But commit to being there for them as well. Because yes, their insights could absolutely prove really valuable in helping you to understand your situation. But equally, your experiences and your insights will most likely be very valuable to them as well. And that's the key thing to bear in mind here. When you invite someone in to form part of your conscious support network, will you naturally form part of theirs as well? So not only are you feeling supported, but you are paying it back too, and the benefit is doubled. They support you and you support them. And that can only be a good thing, especially these days where, let's face it, everyone needs that little bit of support. So in summary, during these strange and difficult times, yeah, it can be really hard reaching out to someone, especially when we're feeling scared or vulnerable. And yes, it can be really hard to find the right words to say as well. But that becomes even harder without having the right person to talk to. But by being conscious about our support network and by breaking our support network down into four different categories, into that personal, professional, community and mental and physical support, it becomes so much easier to find the appropriate and the correct levels of support at the appropriate time. And then by reaching out, by talking and by asking questions of them, not only does it release those anxieties and uncertainties that hold us back, but it also shows us where we can support others effectively as well, which these days can only be a good thing, right? Because once we realise that everyone is vulnerable in their own way, we are much better equipped to ask for support ourselves. It's a simple equation. So I think that seems like a good place to bring this episode to a close. I'll just conclude by emphasising that it is okay to reach out for support. Sometimes we find it really hard to do. But as mentioned in my interview last week, once we do find the courage to do so, the rewards are well worth the effort. And in these times, when we're looking for a return on our investment, well, investing in the courage to seek support is a guaranteed return. These are really strange and really difficult times for many. We just have to acknowledge this and acknowledge that there are lots of places that we can turn to if we are feeling the need right now. For example, there are loads of really good charities such as Mind and Calm and Anxiety.org who offer some brilliant resources. And also places like the Mental Health Foundation, Time to Change and You in Mind too. I'll provide links to all of these in the show notes. Also, this week is Stress Awareness Week, so a quick search on that term will throw up some useful resources as well. So that's it. I think all that's left to do now is to say thank you for joining us again this week this episode also brings season one to a close so we're going to be taking a bit of a short break now but we will be back again very soon i hope you found these sessions of use and that you've enjoyed listening to them 
A few people have commented that they often pick up on something else or they remember a different point on a second or a third listen. So if you have enjoyed them, maybe give them another listen. And by all means, if you have enjoyed them, please pass the link on to others too. I've certainly enjoyed making them for season one and I look forward to coming back with more soon. If you do have any feedback or any ideas as to what you'd like in season two, get in touch, let me know, and I'll do my best to incorporate and include them. But for now, all that's left to do this week is to say thanks for giving us a listen. Hopefully these sessions have encouraged a little bit of reflection or provoked a little bit of thought. And I hope that it's got you up and away from your desk, if only just for a few minutes. If it hasn't this time, well, maybe it will next time. So we'll see you again soon for season two. But until then, thank you. I'm Rob Edwards. This is the 15-Minute Mindset, and I'll see you again really soon. Take care. Goodbye.